Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. In today's episode, I have the amazing Yolanda Boyerin on the show. Yolanda is such an amazing soul and one of my soul sisters. She's a money relationship guru behind the epic brand Manifest Mad Money. Yolanda's mission and goal is to help purpose-driven entrepreneurs create and manifest the life and business of their dreams while feeling completely fulfilled, passionate, and aligned AF. Obviously, my message and her message are very aligned AF as well. And we dive into all the manifestation magic in this episode. And she shares some incredible tips and tools and tricks and amazing story behind you know what led her to what she's doing now. And I know that you are going to get so much value and so much gold out of this episode. So when you listen, make sure that you come tag us on Instagram. You can find me at the spiritual boss babe and check out the show notes so you know where to connect with Yolanda after this episode. And as always, if you are loving the podcast, if you are binging on the episode, if you're getting a ton of value, then please, please, please leave us a review on iTunes. Your love and appreciation is so, so appreciated. (laughs) And it really, really just helps me continue to bring you the most value I can possibly bring. So without further ado, let's welcome Yolanda onto the show. All right. Welcome to the show, Yolanda. I'm so excited to chat with you and can't wait for you to share your magic with everyone. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah. So I know you are a fellow manifestation queen and we do similar work. And I think it's amazing that you're helping so many people really just create more abundance and success in their lives. And I'm curious what led you on this path. I know we all have a story and I'm sure it's you know, probably a long one, but I would love to hear more of the backstory of how you became this money manifestation guru, so to speak. (laughs) Yeah. So my story is unlike many others stories. Um, I learned about manifestation first from my uncle who ultimately wound up manifesting a $42 million lottery win. Wow. That is insane. That's like crazy money. (laughs) It is. And the funny thing is he started, I can remember back as young as like four and five years old, he would always tell anybody and everybody that would listen, I'm, I'm going to win the lottery. I'm going to win the lottery. And there's a specific time where I remember, um, being on the baseball field, uh, near my grandparents' house with my cousins and him and we were just playing baseball and all of a sudden these little boys rode their go-kart around the track in front of us. And we just kind of stopped and we stared in awe and kind of like that, Oh, I want one, you know, but 
our families really couldn't afford anything like that at the time. And my uncle just started like putting us in the position of already like having that. Mm. Like when I win the lottery, what kind of go-kart do you want? Where are you going to ride it? What color is it? Like he would just go into detail and then he would start sharing with us, well, this is the type of house I'm going to buy and it's going to be here and this and that. And, you know, that's so cool when you're little to play into that. It's like, oh yeah, when you win, when you win the lottery Mm. and as you get older, like I was, you know, 13 and up going to lunches with him or whatever. And it would get embarrassing because he would start (laughs) telling the waitress and I'm like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. My uncle is crazy. And uh, I got pregnant at 16 and he got upset with me and wasn't speaking to me. And um, after I gave birth to my son, he didn't come to the hospital, but he did wind up like a week later or a few days later coming to my house and making amends. Mm. And the next day is when I got the call from him. So I was 17 years old. I got the call wow. from him saying that he won the lottery. Yeah. Wow. I just got goosebumps all over. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty amazing. And he you know, he, um, battled with his own demons with, you know, drug and alcohol abuse. And when he called me, he was, I could tell he was drunk and I, I didn't believe him. I was like, Oh my God, my uncle is drunk again. Like, cause he would call all the time and, you know, say silly stuff. And then my other uncle grabbed the phone from him and he was like, no, nope, he's being serious. Like $42 million. He just wow. won lottery. <laughs> Yeah. So after that, I was like, okay, I need to like really get serious and dive deep into this. There is something to this. And then, so I just, I just started going down my own journey with the law of attraction and manifestation. And that's when I started manifesting a lot. Like I was manifest, I was a multiple six figure a year earner now coming from, you know, uh, a teen mom struggling on Kool-Aid and ramen noodles to a multiple six-figure earner, manifesting trips. I manifested my dream Range Rover um, that I paid cash for. Um, Like, yeah, you name it, I've manifested it. So that's how I got started. That is so awesome. That, I mean, that's such a cool story. Thank you. (laughs) Did your uncle give you like specific tips after that? Like more specific tips on like, how he manifested? You know, I was actually just going live about this in my Facebook group today. Um, and it's, you know, most people, I feel like they, they attach themselves to like a method, like the mm-hmm. 55 by five or, mm-hmm. you know, but, and, and I, I think that helps because con- subconsciously you're telling yourself, Oh, I'm doing this. So I'm going to manifest. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those are like placebo effects in my opinion. So yeah. like he just told me like embody what it is that you want, Mm -hmm. smell the smells, hear the sounds, you know, like feel the feeling of already having it, like Mm -hmm. feel the sun, feel the wind, you know, that was his biggest thing. And that, and that's what I remember him always doing. And then of course, you know, releasing because the night before he actually won, he had a candle and he had set the intention that he needed to call in money because he was in a bad position. Oh my God. I'm like getting goosebumps every time you start talking about the story again. It's so weird. (laughs) So he had set the intention with the candle and the candle burned out. 
And, you know, it was one of those long. Like, yeah. Those, that's, I used to use them like a lot more often. I, I have a bunch of like for rituals and stuff. I would let them yeah. burn all the way. Yep. Yeah. And then he stuck the lottery ticket <gasps> inside of the candle after it burned down completely. And then he said he just released it and just trusted that his need for money, because at the time, like I said, he wasn't in a good financial position mm. um, that he trusted that his need was going to be fulfilled. And literally, like he didn't even believe that he won the lottery because the next day when they found out that someone in the area had won, he was living with my other uncle and he came to tell him like, hey, someone won the lottery. Check your check your ticket. Wow. Later, I'll do it later. And then later on, my uncle came in and he was like, check your ticket, check your ticket. <laughs> wow. So, just embodying and then just surrendering always. That is so freaking cool. <laughs> oh my God. And so, um, and so how has your manifestation journey like been unfolding since then? It's been amazing. I did hit a snag a few years ago. Um, my son is actually turning 18 this Friday. Aww. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Birthday so soon. <laughs> but when he was um, turning, well, when he just turned 14, um, he attempted suicide. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, that was like a huge wake up call for me. I was always go, 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 focused on manifesting like all of these dreams, desires. And mm -hmm. I was making multiple six figures a year, climbing the real estate charts really rapidly. And, this was like a slap in the face and he was being diagnosed and there were so many factors, you know, so many hospitalizations, so many wrong diagnoses and finding the right team of doctors. And I was going through my own depression and I really turned to alcohol mm -hmm. and I was like spiraling. And, you know, I just told myself like, there's no way out. And of course what we tell ourselves is what we get. And so I just kept getting more lack and more negative and, and so then one day I woke up and I was like, this is not, this is not who I am. Like I was manifesting all of my stuff away that mm -hmm. I had you know, done so much work with. And I just woke up and I was like, this isn't who I am. I'm ready to be the person that I know that I am. And so I just started diving down deeper into my spirituality, mm -hmm. bringing back the manifestation into it. And it started with journaling and meditation and then hiring a coach. And mm. so here I am now. <laughs> wow. That must have been a really um, challenging time, I can only imagine. Oh, it was, I, I always say it's the worst time of my life to be, you know, a mother and to feel like you cannot save your child from themselves. Mm. It's not even trying to save your child from outside influences. It's trying to save your child from themselves. Wow. And so it was like, um, I'm assuming he's doing amazing now. He's doing much, much better. Yes. Good. Yeah. You can teach him your mindfulness stuff too. You know, I try. He doesn't believe in it. And he... Mm. He says that my style is boho, but then he <laughs> like flips it around and he's like, mom, stop doing your hobo stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. 
So from that, from that space, like, cause I know for me, like I have, um, I was, there was a time in my life when I was in a really abusive relationship and that was my rock bottom. And I remember during that time, that was like hell. That was like the worst moment of my life, the worst five years of my life. And it was in during that time where I had to learn as well, um, to how to build myself back up, how to take care of myself, how to really create my dreams and, and create the life that I wanted to live. And I just wanted to like share that and point that out for you as well. And for everyone listening, like you can still find the strength in the darkest times to change your life around, no matter what's going on. You can still manifest things. You can shift things very quickly, even and find that inner strength because it's within you all the, all along. And so for you, was it like a, you know, one step at a time, kind of little by little thing? Like what were some of the key things that you did to help get you out of that, um, depression and, you know, alcohol and all that stuff into, you know, getting your groove back? (laughs) Yeah. You know, it, it really was a wake up call when I, when I was throwing, the wine bottles away one day. Mm. Like, you know, you hear your trash can clink, 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 clink. And it's like, it's full of wine bottles. And then I was like, I had to take a look at myself and say, okay, this is a crutch, you know, and I don't need a crutch. And so I started um, kind of listening to podcasts and then I just would just free write mm-hmm. in my journal. It wasn't necessarily about anything that was going on, it was about what I wanted to feel. Always focusing on how I wanted to feel, basically manifesting that feeling of like, I'm empowered. I'm, you know, everything's okay. Everything's working out. Um, and, and just diving deeper into like, I'm always okay. Mm -hmm. And going back and looking at times of, okay, well, I thought this was really bad. Right. I'm, I made it out of that shit storm mm-hmm. and, and just kind of going down that road and just reminding myself of who I really was versus looking at, you know, why this was such a horrible situation. And then realizing that that was there for a reason because it gave me more compassion. It, it made me open up to people more because I'm somebody who it's like, no, 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 no. I've got it all figured out. I can mm. Pushing people away, and I realized, like, hey, you know, I, I actually need support here, and so it made me a complete. I feel like it made me a completely different person. Wow, wow, that's so powerful. Yeah, it really it was a huge turning point, and even my family to this day tells me that they think I'm a completely different person because of it. Wow, and so from there, like, when did you start? like really stepping into your purpose with helping others through this? It took me a while because I, I had the, I had the urge and the desire to do it, but I just kept saying like, you know, I'm still such a mess right now. I can't hold space for people. Mm. And so it took me about two years to actually be like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to, to do this. And going into it with no, like desired outcome other than just bringing peace to people and happiness to people. Cause we're all just looking for fulfillment, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so it took, it took me a good two years. So, 
um, la- at the end of last year is when I announced I was um, going to start coaching. Wow. That's not even that long ago. No. <laughs> but you seem like you've been doing it for lifetimes. Oh, well, thank you. Well, my business has, I mean, it's, it's taken off. Thank goodness. Like, you know, I, I feel like when you are in your purpose, it just naturally falls together. Wow. So it's like only been like a year-ish. Almost. Yeah. Almost. And you've already, you know, have a six-figure business and wow. Well, I don't have a six-figure business yet, um, mm-hmm. but I do, I am making five-figure months. Nice. That's amazing. So what would you, what advice would you give those who are listening that are, that were, are kind of maybe where you once were when you were like, oh, I don't know if I should, or who am I to do this kind of thing? Because I know a lot of people deal with that. What advice would you give to people who are really just feeling this, that pull to share their message, to start their business, to start really just going big? Yeah. So if you have a message that you want to share, it's not about, you know, it's not about the money. It's not about the business. It's about, do you really want to serve? If that is your true purpose, just, just do it because your message, whatever message you have in your heart is what somebody out there needs to hear. Mm -hmm. I get people tell me that all the time when, when I, you know, say certain things on my podcast, I just got a message today of something that, you know, just saying, reach out because you can't do it all alone. Somebody reached out to me and they were like, I can't do this all alone. You know, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize this. So just knowing that your message is there to serve a purpose and, and leaning into that without an ulterior motive or focusing on, you know, the business side of it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, we do this to earn a living, but the real purpose behind it is to serve others. Yeah. I think that's so powerful. It's the most important thing. And that's why it's so important to do the inner work because it's like, uh, it's easy, especially when you're just starting out to want to, you know, quit your job, make a lot of money and, you know, allow yourself to do that. But if you come from that place of, you know, wanting to make money or wanting to get clients, more than like the service piece and the impact piece, people can feel that. And then you stay in this lack paradigm that uh, just really isn't serving anyone. Exactly. Like people can tell when you're like truly being authentic and you just want to help or if you're just there to make a buck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like all the abundance paradigm work. Cause I mean, I know for me, like I, I've went through both of those phases a lot, <laughs> especially in the beginning. It's like, you know, this obviously soul pull to help and to make an impact and to serve. And then it's like, then the pressure came in of, wow, I need to, you know, make money doing this or so-and-so is so much further along. And then, you know, the comparison game. And so for me, it was like that mindset piece was number one and like staying on purpose and making my vibration number one and getting rid of any old patterns and beliefs that weren't aligned so that I could make the impact and the income that I wanted from that place of abundance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all about the impact. And I'm glad you said impact and the income because once you make the impact, the income just is a byproduct of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. So do you, you work primarily with other entrepreneurial women? I do. I do. You know, I noticed that a lot of my um, clients are network marketers. Women mm-hmm. grow, you know, their network marketing business and just not, 
you know, just, just doing the comparison thing, thinking mm-hmm. line has, um, you know, something better or, you know, a stronger backbone or, you know, the, the secret tool, which we all do to ourselves. So I, I work with a lot of network marketers, but I do also have a few, um, spiritual coaches and then just spiritual entrepreneurs period that come to me. Nice. I used to do network marketing. Did you ever do that? I did it when I was in college. Yeah. (laughs) That's like how I started. That's like how I got into the, well, it's kind of how I started in the online space, I should say. But I've always been like an entrepreneur (laughs) for like ever. I feel like a lot of people start that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think is like the biggest struggle that most network marketers are still facing today? The biggest struggle is their mindset. They don't believe in themselves. You know, they're going into it with an energy of, okay, well, I have to make this many contacts because it's a numbers game. Mm. And then, so they're having the energy of, let me just reach out to this many people and one person will at least respond to me. But then they still have that, even when that one person responds, they still have that energy of, I can't believe this person responded. Mm. But they just have this this energy of, I want it, but I'm not ready for it. So stay away from me. Mm. How do you help them shift that? It's uh, <laughs> so we do a lot of exercises together, a lot of exercises, and um, of course incorporating the manifestation in there. And mm-hmm. it's so funny because when I introduce like angel numbers to them and all of that, it's like they get so excited, you know now that they're paying attention to them. Like, well, your brain, your RAS is now focused on, you know, that's now important to it. So mm-hmm. now let's, let's focus on success because that's important too. And then once they start realizing, like I have them wake up with a, with a daily mantra, like they, mm-hmm. wake up and you know, whatever their mantra is, they start telling themselves, and then they, and then they're like messaging me, Oh my God, you know, um, I just got a new customer and I just said my mantra or, and I'm like, yeah, cause you're shifting your energy. You're shifting your focus mm-hmm. you're in yourself. So yeah, it's, it's of course always all about the mindset. Yeah. That's so true. It's so true. Our subconscious mind, like freaking attracts everything and our energy, mm-hmm. our frequency. What are some of your, th- your favorite things that you do to raise your vibration? So I actually like to um, dance in the morning. I oh, have- me too. I love dancing. <laughs> I have a money ritual. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, there's like this old 80s song. Um, it's called I Want to Be Rich. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's by... No, but I'm going to write it down. <laughs> okay, me too. Uh, it's so catchy too. It's by a group called Callaway. And like, I just crank that up and I just like, you know, just dance it out and just focus on all the abundance coming to me. That's, that's my favorite way. Nice. Every morning. Yeah. Yeah. I try, I try, I try to do it every morning because, you know, you wake up in a funk and you're like, you know, some days Mm -hmm. are, "Eh," um, that, or I just go sweat it out at the gym. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite. Yeah. I, I do that. I do the gym pretty much every morning. Um, there are mornings where I've done the cold shower thing. I don't really like that. <laughs> I did that like once. I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I could do without this. <laughs> but the dancing thing, that's my favorite. Yeah. It really gets you moving. Yeah, it does. 
and it like makes you feel good in yourself. Yeah. And I'm telling you, if you start dancing to that song, like <laughs> I'm going to do it. I wrote it down. I'm going to download it. Everyone listening, you can download it too. We'll do the abundance to that song. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I shared something similar to that. Uh, not that long ago. I was like, my favorite money manifestation ritual is literally dancing to your favorite pump up song. Um, there's this one song, was it Megan Trainer? Uh, it's like, I just got paid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but like any song, any pump up song, and saying like power statements, like mm-hmm. while you're dancing to it. You know, when I was in real estate, I used to sit in my car before a listing appointment and I would play DJ Khaled. All I do is win. Oh, shit. <laughs> And I would just like jam out to that. So I would have to kind of like park away from the house to where they couldn't look out, you know, the window and see that I was there. Cause I would have to pump myself up for the listing appointment. And I think mm. that, I mean, it worked obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think like music is like a really powerful manifestation tool in general. Cause it shifts your mood. Even yeah. if you're not dancing, it shifts your mood. Or you listen to a song that maybe you reminisce and you're like, oh, that, I remember that song from when I was in eighth grade. And you just like get into those feelings again. It's like an anchor. Yeah, exactly. It's so yeah, cool. I mean, there's always that one song that no matter what kind of mood you're in, if you hear it, you're like, ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, a big, what was that? I said, so that's my favorite. Sweet. Do you do events and stuff with people yet or no? Uh, I haven't done that yet. I've been talking about it. But I was going to say, you definitely got to play that song for them. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I play it before um, I, my signature course is Money Mindset Magic, and I play mm-hmm. it before each call, and I literally make them dance. <laughs> nice. If somebody's not dancing. I'm like, uh-uh, nope. Get your hands up. Move around. Yeah putting them on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. I talk about that a lot in pretty much everything that I share too. It's like number one. So you blend when the, when you, when you help people with their business, you're blending the manifestation stuff and the action stuff. How do you find that people, um, receive that? Cause I know a lot of people are either like one extreme or the other, like really, really heady and in the strategy or like really, really like flowy. Well, I think, you know, you have to have a good combination of both. You can't, you know, just not take action. And the funny thing is that I, because people see that I'm a manifestation coach, they come to me and they're like, all right, let's just manifest this. It's going to come with ease. And I'm like, well, yeah, but there's still a process that you have to combine with, you know, the mindset and the manifestation. So, um, I think for the most part, it's well perceived other than the, the people that are like, well, wait a minute, I'm just ready to get to the manifesting part. Like, why are we talking about, you know, this and this and this. And I always try to tell them, you can have all of the manifestation techniques in the world, but if you don't believe in yourself, mm-hmm. the manifestation techniques mean shit. Mm. They mean shit, you know? Mm-hmm. You got to clear it out. Worthy, yeah. If you don't feel worthy of receiving that, it's, I mean, it just, it's not going to come. Yeah. I'm in the wrong energy and then you can't hold on to it. Mm. So true. It's like clearing the path of resistance. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, you know, for me personally, like the not feeling worthy was like my biggest, I think a lot of people, it's like the biggest thing, mm-hmm. like not feeling worthy or good enough or smart enough or even confident. And a lot of people like are surprised when I say that about the confidence piece. They're like, oh, you seem so confident. Actually, no, like that's like the biggest thing I've ever struggled with. Um, which is why I'm so passionate about this. And I feel like we all kind of just teach like what what was something that was really um, impactful for us, you know? Yeah, definitely. Confidence is a big one for me too. And it's it's funny because I have people say that all the time to me too. It's like, you're so confident. I was just at brunch with my sister and she said the same thing. She was like, well, you get everything you want because you're so confident. And yeah, I have that I have confidence in myself in certain things, right? But then we all have something where we feel like we're lacking. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, that's that's a that's a big one that that I I teach women to. And and of course, like you said, we're we're attracting like an older version of ourselves because we're teaching something that meant so much to us. Mm-hmm. So I get a lot of women coming to me with, you know, like I I want to just feel more confident and I just want to just do it. It's mm-hmm. like well, just do it. Let's just do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because action builds confidence and crushes fear. Exactly. exactly. It does. You put that. Uh, I know. That's like one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say that a lot and I'm like, I don't know if I made that up or whatever, but I always like claim it because I don't know where I got it from. I just say it all the time. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> it's probably like a personal reminder because I, I I remember like when I first started going on live and stuff and putting myself out there, even just like how you were saying, it took you a couple of years to finally do it. Well, I, I, you know, I mean, I was putting myself out there, but when I first transitioned and started Spiritual Boss Babe and my group, I literally it was almost a year before I sold anything. Wow. Yeah. You know, it was like maybe, I don't know, six to eight months, something like that before I started like actually selling shit and like yeah. making offers. I was just building my community and like giving value and showing up because I was scared and I wasn't like, you know. Yeah. It's funny when I first started doing um, like IG stories and, and all of that, I wouldn't turn the camera to me. Like I would always like, like I'm showing you something, you know? So it was like, Oh, look at this cool thing, you know, down the road or look at this house or look at this or what. And I would talk in the background, but I wouldn't show my face. Mm. So I had to work my way up to that. Like it would start with a picture and then, you know, because people are, you know, they see you go live, they see you on IG stories and they think it's easy, but it's not, it's not easy. Like Mm -hmm. we had to work our way up to that. Yeah, seriously. I remember my first videos when I did fitness, like my, my very, very first videos, I was like filming workouts and while I was having like one of my exes film me or whatever. (laughs) And I was so freaking nervous and like so shy. My voice was so different. It was so low. It was like, okay guys. So this, (laughs) you know, and it was like really like totally different. Yeah. But we all have a day one and everything. Exactly. And you grow from that, you know, and then it just gets easier and easier. And then you don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Have, you know, some clients now that they're like, I hover over the button. I can't hit the live button. I remember that. I did that too. Oh man. 
<laughs> it's like 20 minutes of hovering the first time. Yeah. My client, she, um, she had to grab her dog and she was like, I thought I was going to rip the dog's paw off. <laughs> she was like, I just needed it there for comfort. Aww. Yeah. We all start from somewhere and, and yeah, not, I mean, you know, I had a friend that once told me everybody has some sort of stage fright, mm-hmm. but there are people who get on stage and face that because their desire is stronger. Their fear. Yeah, that's so, so true. Yeah, it's that's, like, you know, is your is your message worth sharing? Is your mm-hmm. desire to help others more important than you know if somebody thinks you look funny on a live or yes, or it, that's it, actually one thing that really helped me is reminding yeah. me of exactly that. Yeah, I mean, the, it's it's the bigger picture, mm-hmm. you know, and and our ego tries to get in the way. And, but it's, it's not about us. We have to remove ourselves from that. Mm. What, how do you, what would you say to people like to, like how to remove themselves from it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, The funny thing is that, okay, so I have, I have this thing that I just always tell people. I grew up, my grandfather um, retired from the military and in the military, they have this thing called the three F's. You don't feed me. You don't fuck me. You don't finance me. So, you know, why does your opinion matter? And <laughs> I know that sounds crazy because it's like, we're trying to remove the ego, <laughs> a little egoic, but the whole purpose is, you know, you're there for a mission and the people who aren't going to resonate with your message, aren't going to resonate with your message, no matter what you talk about, mm-hmm. you know? So if, if they're not your people, they're not, they're not the three F's. You know, mm-hmm. you fucking you're financing you. So <laughs> I love that. <laughs> worry about the people who, you know, who resonate. Worry about the people who need the message, who want the message and who keep returning for the message. Mm. How is it for you um, with doing that? Like, do you think of, do you have like your soul, your one soulmate client in your mind when you create your content or like, do you think of a past version of yourself? I'm just curious. It's a little bit of everything. It's, I take, you know, what I realize my community is needing from me, Mm -hmm. plus my soulmate client, like what she's dealing with, plus, you know, past things that I've dealt with. And I kind of try to, you know, jumble it all together. And I know that sounds like it's all over the place, but when I'm able to put all three of those pieces together, I feel like that's when people are like, oh my God, this message, you know, I felt like you were talking to me. I felt mm. like it was all about me. You know, that's, that's when the DMs come in. When I, when you post just to post, and that's what I try to get my clients not to worry about is like, don't post just a post. Mm-hmm. You post just a post, like nobody resonates with your message, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Quality over quantity. Yeah. Yeah. And where does, you know, where's the intention stemming from? Is it coming Mm -hmm. from like wanting to serve and wanting to, you know, create an impact or is it coming from, oh shit, you know, got to get the algorithm up. Mm. Yeah. I have bad energy days. I don't post. Me neither. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. What? Not posting? <laughs> yeah. They, if you have bad, if you feel like your energy's off, like, you know, they're going to receive that energy. Yeah. And sometimes I've also had times though, where like my energy wasn't feeling super high, but 
I wanted to share something still. And from doing that, I like felt so much better. Yeah. It really just depends. Like I, I feel like, you know, intuitively, you know, but there's been other days where I was like, nope, I'm boundaries. I need like all my energy to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I think that's good. Cause yeah, sometimes, you know, you want to share something, you want to share, you're having a bad day. You want to share that you're having a bad moment, but then, yeah, it also, it serves you, but also serves your community. Yeah, totally. I think it's really cool that we can apply manifestation to business and have this balance. Um, you know, especially even when it comes to creating content too, like since we're on the topic of that, I find that when my, when I put myself first, which is, you know, priority, but I have my days too, but like putting myself first, putting my, making my vibration, my number one priority, uh, going within, I'm able to channel content, which magnetizes the people. Yeah. That's that's like the manifestation slash strategy piece. Yeah. That's huge. Um, I find that when I go on like little mini getaways or mini that too, that too. Yeah. It's like, it's all coming in because you know, you're, you're like, you don't have any pressure on yourself to do anything. I went on a mini vacation a month and a half ago or something. And I had this like huge intuitive hit to create this course for my uh, network marketing babes. And I didn't promote it. I didn't do anything. I just created like this little 30 day boot camp and sold 17 seats. That's so awesome. Yeah. Wow. Your, your intuition is always guiding you. Yeah. Were there certain things that you were doing for yourself during that time? I always love asking people this question, like the, the launch mode manifestation process. No, I, you know, I just, I had fun. Like that's, that's what, what I, mean. I was doing. I was just focused on like, this is my me time. I wasn't glued to my phone. I was just, were, you know, in the moment with my husband, like enjoying our time. And that was it. Nice. Yeah. There's some people listening that are probably like, how do you do that? Like, how do you not care? And it's all like, I think it just really comes down to just like staying present and just choosing. I'm not going to make this uh, affect my inner world or my fun. Yeah. You know, and I'm guilty of it too. We want to build our business and we want to build, you know, like this, this legacy or, you know, whatever we're trying to build, we want to put our all into it. But the reality is, you know, I had my wake up call when my son attempted suicide. Um, and that was his first attempt, you know? Mm. Um, but the reality is that we're not here to worry about business. We're here to live. We're here to have experiences. We're here to make memories. We're here to have fun. You know, it's, it's not, we're making our, we're putting ourselves in this prison by like, I have to do this and I have to do that. No, fuck what you have to do. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's when the, that's when the resistance goes away and that's when the pressure goes away. What, when you do what you want to do? Yeah. Like it's so hard for people to do what they want to do. <laughs> it I is. was just saying this to a few of my clients. I was like, literally the more fun you have, the more abundance you attract. And isn't it crazy how it's so hard for people to have fun? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, 
because they want to do more and do, do, do and hustle, hustle, hustle. It's like, well, what, ha- what happened to sitting back and receiving and having fun and enjoying? Like, it's like, it's like this chore. Yeah. Like I'd rather have fun and like not work a lot. Yeah. And I think it's because, you know, that's, that's what we're taught that mm-hmm. that's how you get the things that you want. Yeah. Like, it's the old conditioning. Yeah. It's, it's not, I mean, of course you get stuff when you're in hustle mode, but that's not the energy that I want to receive my stuff in, you know, cause like yeah. into something is the same energy that you're going to get out of it. So if you're constantly putting hustle mode into your business, you're going to constantly infuse that with hustle and you're going to keep receiving your business in hustle mode. Mm, what do you mean by that exactly? So, okay. What, whatever, you know, karma, whatever energy you put out is what you receive. So if you're putting a lot of force into your business, you're going to constantly feel the force of the business. Like you're going to constantly feel like if you feel like you constantly have to do, do, do in your business, that's never going to go away. You're going to keep receiving that energy of, I have to keep doing, I have to keep Mm. doing, I have to keep doing. And pressure. Yeah. Because that's how you're building it. And that's in your mind and energetically how you're, you know, feeling it needs to be sustained. How do you, how did you personally like overcome that? Or how do you balance that if it does come up? Uh, (laughs) It's funny because that's the number one thing I have to be conscious of, Mm -hmm. you know, because I want to build my business and I know I see the bigger picture Mm -hmm. and I want it, you know, we always want to get there fast and faster and faster. Um, So I just have to remind myself like, Hey, it's okay to take a step back. It's okay. Like, if you need to do this tonight, guess what? It's still going to be there tomorrow. Enjoy your time with your family. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what's most important. You know, you, you don't get back your time with your family. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, just being conscious of that and then just telling yourself, like, whatever task you have to do, it's still going to be there tomorrow. Mm. And having, like, I guess, clearer boundaries. Yes, yes. Like much time. Better. Yeah. yeah. So powerful and so freaking important. Yeah. You know, in real estate, we had a saying like, um, how you treat your clients and what you do for them is how they're going to refer you. So if you would answer, and believe me, it happens. People will text you at 12 o'clock at night, one o'clock in the morning, because they're panicking about, oh my God, did I make the decision, the right decision with this? Did I do that? Should I not have done this? Maybe I want to back out you know, there was a time in my real estate career where I, and that's what I'm saying, like the energy you put into it is the energy you get back where I would answer that. And then it's like, then I was being referred to people like, oh, she answers her, her phone all the time. So it's like, that's how my business kept going and going and going. And then it's like, when you set that boundary and you're like, no, 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 I'm not going to work this hard. I'm not going to do this guess what? The money still comes in, but now you have boundaries because now your clients know, oh, well, I sent that text at 7.30 and she didn't respond to me. So, you know, okay, well then I won't send it that late again. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's true. Or you like establish that beforehand of like, hey, like this is when I'm available or this is when I respond. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or sometimes I'll take 24 hours to respond. Maybe depends. Yeah. You did that to me and I didn't get offended. <laughs> I did get offended. <laughs> well, yeah, that was a Friday night. 
understand. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't get offended because I already know, like, mm-hmm. it's like, cool. Should yeah. Be, you know? Yeah. It's just like, yeah. So true. Well, this was so good. I feel like we covered so many things. <laughs> Do you have any last words of wisdom, words of motivation, anything that you want to share with our listeners? Um, anything that you're trying to manifest, it all starts with you. It all starts with your worthiness, knowing that you don't have to prove anything to anyone. You don't have to be anything to anyone and just loving yourself. And that's, I I mean, that's where it all starts in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So good. And where can people find you, Yolanda, and hook up with you and connect with you and see all the things that you're doing? Um, I have a podcast called Manifest Mad Money, and my website is manifestmadmoney.com. And of course, on IG, Manifest Mad Money. And then I have the Manifest Mad Money um, Facebook group. Nice. Yeah. So Manifest Mad Money, you guys. That is where you can find Yolanda on all the places. And I'll leave the links in the show notes too. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Thank you for sharing so much gold up in here. (laughs) Well, I'm glad y'all loved it. (laughs) Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day.